Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Brett Barron's here in our podcast studios in Champaign. Andy Olson was courtside tonight as Illinois falls at Maryland 81-65, to the final a tough loss for the Orange and Blue, who now have lost two straight games after Monday's loss to Purdue. They go to Maryland, a team that was 500 on the year and only had one Big Ten win, and they lose. Andy, what's your biggest takeaway from this? Kofi Coburn did not make the trip, and for me, that's where it all comes down to. Jeez, what would Illinois be without Kofi Coburn, number one, and how badly did they miss him? What was your biggest takeaway from the action tonight at the Xfinity Center. Man, they'd be a real average team, I think, if, if Kofi was 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 not on this team. Like, I mean, that's gotta be the story of the game. And I know everyone's tweeting about it. That's all everyone's talking about, but that's, I mean, there's a reason why everyone's talking about it. You just saw such a big difference between what this team, first of all, looked like just a few weeks ago when they played Maryland and Champaign versus what they looked like now. The only difference being, Kofi Coburn was not playing. And you do, Illinois did have Andre, but they didn't really have Andre Corbello. And we'll talk about what Brad said about his his sickness later um, and the reason why he he didn't play as many minutes and he, he didn't play as well. But man, Kofi, Illinois needs him back fast. And I don't know what the timeline is going to be. No one knows what the timeline is going to be. So if anyone's asking that question for wondering, you're going to have to keep wondering for a bit, pretty much until we find out, I'd assume, because Illinois is staying mum on that even if they do know which I, i'm i tend to believe them here that they they don't really know what's going on with, with Kobe because the concussion protocol i mean so many things can change on an instant and you know him being out there i think would have made the difference for illinois in this game i mean they lose by i can do math 16 in this one and a lot of that was poured on at the end uh, illinois was fouling as soon as they got down by about eight with two two minutes left or so so this one doubled in just the final few minutes but man Dante Scott is a dude he's real good and I don't know why he came off the bench tonight I heard a Maryland reporter ask a um Terrapins coach the question about that and maybe it was to send a message but I mean he was playing fierce today and I think the only person that could have stood up to him was probably Kofi and that ended up being the difference in this game Dante Scott, a career-high 25 points for him in 34 minutes. And like you mentioned, I mean, he's a starter for them, came off the bench, and I don't know, I don't think Danny Manning gave a reason why he didn't get the start. But whatever message Manning was trying to send, I would say (laughs) it worked as he was really effective. And you hit the nail on the head there, and nobody could guard him. And he's he's just a big mismatch. And he was able to do pretty much whatever he wanted to do, 9 for 12 from the floor for him. And... I thought Maryland got to the line a ton, too, which was a huge difference in this game. They made 21 of their 25 three throws. Illinois only got to the line 10 times. So, you know, they doubled up and then some uh, the free throws. And that's just on the attempts to makes for Maryland. So you you combine that with uh, what Illinois was, was able to do or the lack thereof with Kofi Coburn, and, and you're going to get this result. This was a 12-point game uh, two weeks ago and some change. Uh, 15 days ago, to be exact, in Champaign, and that took Kofi scoring 23 and 18. Remember, he had a career or tied a career Monster high with game. 18 rebounds that night, Andy. And and this is the difference between that. I think Maryland's probably a little bit better than a, a two and six record in the Big Ten and ten and nine overall. I mean, they they only lost by one, I believe, to Wisconsin uh, there at the Xfinity Center recently. Um, you know, but still, like 
it's the Big Ten. You got to come every night. And when you don't have Kofi, man, it is glaring, glaring what this team is. And when you combine that with Andre Carbello only playing 14 minutes, going one of six from the field, that's not going to get it done. You got to have somebody else step up. And yes, Alfonso Plummer puts up 18 points, Jacob Grandison with 14, and Trent with 13. But there's nobody else with more than six. There's no other supporting cast there. And there's just a lot of warts that showed to me tonight in Maryland. And Brett, most of those guys that you just mentioned scored most of their points from outside the arc. The points in the paint differential was crazy. 40 for Maryland, 16 for Illinois without Kofi and without Andre. People forget this, that Andre is not just the facilitator. He can score around the basket as well. Even just being six foot, the way that he's able to glide past defenders makes him great being able to, to nail those layups. And that's one of the things that Jeremy Warner and I talked about in the Your Line Nation pregame show. We didn't know that Andre was sick yet. So we were saying that you're going to miss Kofi inside. But, oh, you know, we'll see how much Andre can fill in there. It turns out he can fill in a lot in, in the paint today, mostly because of that sickness. But, man, you know, and, and when it was going great outside the arc, those three guys, uh, Frazier, Plummer, and Grandison, when they were hitting it, Illinois, that's when they were in it. And it was a close game for a while. There were 14 lead changes. And the time with the lead for each team is about the same. It didn't really get out of hand into those final eight minutes or so when Maryland went on that unreal run. But also in that run, part of that was ter Terrapin defense, who held Illinois just one of 13 to end the game from beyond the arc. One made field goal from three-point land. And I believe it was the final 10 minutes or so. That is just either a, such a cold streak or great perimeter defense by Maryland when they found out that Illinois is not going to score anything in the paint. So they just put all their guys out, out on the perimeter, and it worked out. And Illinois, for those final 10 minutes, was just toothless, couldn't do anything, and it just shows you how bad they need that center back in, in the paint who's able to score because Verdonk and Payne have had good moments this year, but each of those good moments for each guy has been on defense. I don't think we've seen the flashes on offense that Illinois can do anything without Kofi in the paint with. Yeah, and Omar can go get a lob. There's no doubt about that. I think he can finish around the rim, but his game outside of five feet is, is essentially nothing. We've seen the boss man's... No back down, you know, no, no hook there's or anything no, like There's that. just no other moves there from Omar. We've seen the boss man's pass the ball out on layups on Monday <laughs> against Purdue. There's n almost essentially nothing there offensively from him, and he's he's not a great free-throw shooter either. And so that's really glaring in the struggles for what that is. And Andy, for me, okay, Kofi's going to score. That's fine. But it's what he draws defensively. It's the space mm -hmm. that he clogs up, even with cutters and drivers, to get to the hoop. When Kofi's there, there's at least a presence. There's an aura about him that is going to draw defense into that. And when he's not there teams can just take advantage of that. They they can guard the perimeter a heck of a lot more because of no Kofi, because there's no threat there down low offensively for Illinois. And, and that is just a huge issue for Illinois going forward. Let's get to Andre Curbelo here, but I do want to just mm -hmm. real quick mention on these concussions. Look, I mean, it's day-to-day. -day. They don't know. It's, it, it's all based off the symptoms, and Illinois fans are certainly aware of that with Andre Curbelo coming off the concussion. And it just shows... When this team is healthy, I think they can be really good. When they're not, or they got COVID, or they got whatever else, you know, A to Z that they've dealt with this year, the flu, 
Brad said tonight, Coleman Hawkins uh, was dealing with the flu. It's just so many moving pieces in this, and they got a lot to figure out. All right, let's get to Andre Curbelo because I think this was a, a big question mark. We didn't know until after the game, Andy, that he has also had the flu or some kind of flu-like symptoms. Brad said a fever uh, tried to play through that tonight. I don't know if the fever was before the game or after the game. I don't. He didn't really clarify that, did he? I think I believe he said it was before the game. The way that. Uh, the way that the story was interpreted or right, the way he told it was that Andre was telling him this stuff, uh, all these symptoms that he was having with the doc team doctor um, while he was sitting on the training table before the game. Okay. Um, so, so Brad's heard that and said Andre wanted to give it a run. So he gave him a run. But if you remember, Brad didn't sub anyone for the first 10 minutes of the second half. And that includes Andre Curbelo. So he decided pretty early on, I believe around halftime, uh, is where the timing seems to work out, that Curbella didn't have it tonight. He didn't, he didn't want to push it with him. Yeah, here's what I got from Underwood uh, after the game. I listened uh, to your stream from College Park live on our uh, social media channels. We streamed uh, Brad Underwood's post-game press conference like we do after every game. And he said he told me, quote, before the game he's sick. Trainer told me he's got a fever. The kid can't catch a break. It was 100.6 or something. He's had body aches. And that showed on his game tonight. Just 14 minutes for Curbelo, one for six from the field. And hey, And you know where that one was? A step inside the three-point line. So it's not one of those regular Andre Curbelo layups at the rim. He didn't have any of those tonight. Yeah, he, he didn't drive the rim hardly at all. I mean, that's where he can be really, really effective. We've seen that in his career. We saw it Monday. I mean, heck, he's the reason they mm -hmm. sent it to overtime and extended the game against Purdue, and they're just unable to get much from him. Uh, does have four rebounds, uh, four fouls, though, from Curbelo as well, and three turnovers. Uh, with a steal in there, just four points from Andre Curbelo tonight. So the magic that he had on Monday seemingly gone, and who knows how well he was really feeling does not sound like it was It was very good from there. And just chalk that up to another thing for Illinois that just hasn't gone right here. So Andy, It's let, always something, it seems like. <laughs> exactly. So let's go big picture here. Okay, you lose to Maryland on the road, you know, a net minus one or maybe even a zero. I mean, you, you know, road games are tough, and it, you're not yeah. going to win them all. So, big picture, though, where do you feel like this team is at, even with the unknowns of Kofi, Curbelo, um, you know, the three-point shooting, they jack up 35 threes, they make 11 of them, you know, so they're only shooting 31% from three for the game. How do you feel here at 6-2, and two, especially with Michigan State putting it on Wisconsin tonight at Madison, and you've got Michigan State coming in Tuesday uh, you close out the month with Michigan State and then at Northwestern next week, Andy. All of a sudden, you go from first place in the Big Ten to start the week to what? That's a great question. I think Michigan State winning that game was something, I guess, that is more favorable for Illinois because then Wisconsin falls back to you at 6-2, and two, whereas Michigan State only a half game in front in the lead now, so that can be – a big switch if Illinois pulls off the win. I would call it an upset at this point uh, because I don't know if Illinois is going to be in the top 25 um, next week. No, I don't uh, think so. Because I, and I will say I think in my mind they should have improved after that game at Purdue because they played up to what the Boilermakers were doing. And then Purdue went and lost to Indiana. And then this game against Maryland, so I don't think there's any chance. But, um, man, it – Things need to start getting in rhythm for Illinois 
quickly here because the way that we talk about what the Big Ten champion is going to have record-wise, like four losses seems about right. Five seems to be pushing it. Like maybe you could tie atop the Big Ten with a with a five-loss record, 15 and five. Illinois already has two of those losses, which means they'd have to go uh, 10 and two the rest of the way to get to that four-loss threshold that seems to be where the winner's at. And, you know, maybe they get in a run and they and they can rattle some off. And that happens with basketball teams. Momentum is huge. Illinois just has to have happen, happens to have the opposite of momentum right now after these past two games. And it just seems if they get it right, if everyone's healthy, there's no COVID, no flu, no concussions, no suspensions, no nothing, then this team can be so, so good. Probably it's hard to say for me better than last year, but it is certainly challenging how good last year's team was when everyone can be out there. Because still, one of the things Brent Underwood has mentioned all week, we've only seen Kofi Coburn play with like the real Andre Corbello because the first few games wasn't really him. He was still kind of dealing with that concussion stuff before it really took him out. They've only really played for a minute and a half together on the court so far this season. That was against Purdue. We didn't see it tonight. Who knows when we're going to see it again? Because who knows when we're going to see Kofi back? But you start getting those two, and you just it takes you back to what they had going last year, where where Andre was coming in and he was threatening ten assists a game coming off the bench sometimes, and that can be so dangerous. The, the way that Kofi has developed the ability to facilitate and pass the ball out of the paint is something that could work so well with what this team is trying to do. It, but it just seems like anything that could go wrong has gone wrong so far. So grand scheme of things, I don't know if this loss is going to matter that much. It's certainly not fun, especially when you come off the overtime loss to Purdue, double overtime loss to Purdue. And you, of course you want to win this game. A team that was only had one win in the Big Ten, but – you know, you, you just have to chalk it up to your the best player in college basketball wasn't playing. You're one of the best point guards in the nation was sick. And that's all you can chalk it up to. I don't think fans should take too much up out of it. I know everyone's still going to be frustrated. That's fine. I'm a fan of teams as well. I understand what that's like. But, you know, I think it's all going to come down to um, – you know, how healthy everyone is for Michigan State. And for Illinois' sake, they better hope they have everyone against the Spartans because they, they are a, a wagon this year. Yeah, Michigan State's going to be a top-10 team on Monday when the new rankings come out. I don't doubt that. They started uh, the day in 14th. You know, you go beat number 8 Wisconsin, you're going to move up into the top 10. I think Illinois is going to move out of the top 25. And look, all will seem right if they go beat Michigan State on Tuesday. It's a 6 o'clock game back at State Farm Center. But the good vibes of winning 11 of 12, you know, the only loss in there to Arizona back in December, those feelings are gone after you lose to Maryland. And so now you've got to try and pick up the pieces again, and, and those are just the variables. You don't know what the status of Kofi is. Andy, I've got them at two games this season with quote-unquote full staff. Uh, Austin Hutcherson went out in the second week of December for the season. He did suit up in Kansas City there for that Cincinnati KSU game. But like you mentioned, Kofi was still trying to get his feet at that point, and Curbelo was not uh, really playing very well at that point. You know, still was, trying I don't to... think he was 100%. No, he was definitely not 100% in Kansas City. So I've got two games this whole season where they had the entire roster 
and I haven't like gone back and, and triple check that, but just off the cuff here, that's where I that's where I've got this team and quote unquote full roster because like we mentioned, it just it really was not that. So they've really haven't had it. You gotta feel for Brad Underwood a little bit in that point as he's trying to just balance all this, figure all this out. But it is what it is in college basketball this season. Penny Hardaway goes off on the media yesterday uh, for <laughs> saying, you know, it's the media's fault essentially that he doesn't have his full roster. Well, it is what it is. I mean, you know, you got to figure that out. That's COVID. That's life in college basketball and in sports, you know, during this pandemic and injuries and everything else on top of that. And it, it just is what it is. So we'll see That's if what Illinois... you get paid the big bucks for, buddy. Yeah, I don't feel bad. Don't for forget that out. He's making, you know, $4 million <laughs> a year or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't care. Figure it out. It's not my problem. It's yours. Um, so we'll see if Illinois can finish out. Two games left in this month. And, you know, if, if they can win those two games, you would finish out the month, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, that would be six and two. Still a solid month for Illinois. If you split those games, then you finish out the month um, five and three. So, you know, look, all is not lost if you can still beat Northwestern and let's say you lose to Michigan State. That's obviously a sting in there with three straight losses, and, and you don't want that. Or line of nation, uh, but you know if you still finish out the month five and three with a dominant win over Michigan, you squeeze by at Nebraska, you beat Maryland by twelve, and and you go, you know, stomp Minnesota at their place by twenty three. You know you're still doing okay, but the concern for me, Andy, as we get into February here, the schedule gets a whole lot tougher in February. And you got a lot to prove there. So we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, final thoughts here, Andy, from. Maryland, what was your first experience like at the Xfinity Center? Uh, pretty decent venue, but it seemed like good seats still available tonight. Definitely good seats still available. Not just the student section either that uh, was not back in school yet, to, to be fair. Yeah, I wish I could have seen it with that, that whole massive wall of, of seats that seems to go up 100 feet in the air. What well, was yeah. full of students, but... Pretty cool, and the flag um, thing they do there in the second half. It, yeah. when, they, when the students are there, I will say that's a pretty cool tradition they got there. Yeah, I, I wish I could have seen it, but no. I mean, good arena overall. It's a, it's a nice area. It does take you about forty minutes to go eight miles from DC up to up to <laughs> College Park. So that was uh, that was interesting. But no, it was. Um, it, this is. It seems like a, a, a town that really wants to is always aspiring to get back to where they were in 2002 i mean they're one of the few illinois can't say that they've been at that pinnacle and, and maryland can they got there um and as the great svp always says once you get there that's the standard now so i know that maryland is kind of struggling with that thinking that they should be at the top always um but they're a good program and, and seeing them more integrated into the big 10 has been has been nice um, and, and both the games this year between Maryland and Illinois have been really interesting. So I hope they meet up for a third time in the Big Ten tournament. I think that it would be great. Illinois probably doesn't want to see him since Dante Scott is uh, just a nightmare to try and defend. But um, no, these games were fun. And, and I think Maryland is, is much better than their record says. We'll just have to wait and see how that kind of shakes out with the, the rest of the standings this year. Do you uh, do any sightseeing before the game, Andy? Yeah, I did a little sightseeing. I went to uh, the Arlington National Cemetery for just uh, a little bit. Got to go see some former presidents, which was kind of cool. This is my first time ever in D.C., so I, I was doing all the stuff I could think of. And then went to the National Mall, 
uh, got walking a lot today from Sweet. the monument all the way over to uh, Lincoln Memorial. Uh, but it was good. Uh, DC is a fun town. I was happy to kind of check that off the list. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of DC. It's one of my favorite East Coast cities, if not my favorite. I just think it's a clean city, a lot of history, a lot of things to do. I'm a big fan of history and a, a buff of that, so to speak. So I always enjoy Tons it. of history. Yeah, clean city overall and, and lots going on. <laughs> it is expensive, but that's every East Coast city, I guess. So Yeah, uh, it was know. it was really weird just walking along the uh, – uh, the oh, the – the mirror what is it the pond what do they call that yeah the the, the one in where the, the national mall is at the the pond there what whatever the pond is called just looking over like past the pond and be like oh that's the white house across the way right there that's right it's like oh okay white house is just in the middle of the city that was definitely probably one of the most surprising things was seeing how close i was to you know where the president lives you're there man you made it right there we're in the city we made it Good stuff. All right, for Andy Olson, I'm Brett Barons. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. We will do it again Tuesday night after Illinois faces Michigan State. It is a 6 o'clock game at State Farm Center. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We'll see if Illinois can get a little better result next Tuesday.